Hey, Shakers, and welcome to Worth Your Salt, the podcast that shakes up your marketing game in the health and wellness industry. We're your hosts. I'm Jennifer Oroqua. And I'm Chrissy Oliverson. Join us as we dive into the trends, tools, and resources for not only fitness and nutrition companies, but also for organizations that focus on overall physical and mental health and appearance. So today we're talking about a challenge we hear often from health and wellness practitioners. And that's the complaint that we're doing everything we can think of and we are still not growing. It's a very common complaint. So we've come up with five secrets to growth, specifically in the health and wellness industry that can get you out of that rut, basically. And it's gonna be a great episode. So buckle up because we're covering a lot and we're super excited to dive in. All right, so Chrissy, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking we've got to literally throw money at Google or Facebook to reach our ideal clients. It can feel like every competitor is doing it, so it must be the way to growth. But there are other often overlooked but more effective ways to connect with those wellness seekers out there. For sure. And that leads us to our first growth secret, which is inbound marketing. Inbound is the process of attracting customers to your business through the creation of valuable content and experiences. So it's all about providing value and building relationships rather than just trying to sell something. So our second growth secret I want to talk about is how we bring our ideal target market to that content. It's certainly not a build it and they will come kind of situation. No, no, not at all. (laughs) There's a lot of strategy that goes into inbound marketing. And our second secret is optimizing that content, which means knowing your target market and what they are looking for. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who aren't necessarily in marketing. They they fear search engine optimization, SEO. It seems like so much alchemy and magic, but really there's a science behind it. And by relying on the data, you can really ensure that you're getting great content that brings the exact person you're looking for right to your door. Right. That's the whole point. So in the SEO space, I most often hear people say, I did the keyword research and I infuse all those keywords into my content and I have no idea what else to do. It's just out of my hands at this point, Mm. meaning that's they're waiting for the magic at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And a huge piece of SEO that a lot of people are missing is that data collection, the analysis and then readjusting based on the data. So we'll get into this in a little bit more detail, but it is imperative to your SEO strategy that you become a data nerd. (laughs) If you don't have spreadsheets and trackers and reports running all the time, then you're just going to get left behind and you won't be able to compete with the big dogs. Yeah, which I think is what probably scares most people off. But understanding that, I think, is something we're going to get to today. Yeah. Yeah. So the third secret that we want to talk about centers around communication, specifically email and social media communication. So if there's one element of your communication with your target market that is key to growth, we're going to talk about that and how you can get to it. And fourth, we're going to talk about how really how you can really leverage referrals. Mm. Often in the health and wellness industry, we think and we hope that if we do a great job, the referrals are just going to come flowing in, right? But the reality is that hope is not a sound strategy, unfortunately. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about how you can be strategic about referrals, not just from clients, but from other people in your industry as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Outstanding. And the fifth and final secret to growth is conducting regular audits of your marketing strategy. So by reviewing your marketing efforts on a regular basis, you can easily identify areas for improvement and uncover hidden opportunities that you didn't know were there. Yeah. All right, Jen, you and I need to take a quick sponsorship break right now. But when we get back, 
Let's dig into how we can take advantage of all five of these tools to supercharge our growth. So stay with us. We know you're here because you want to build and scale your wellness business by providing exceptional value. In order to do that, you've got to have a fully custom marketing plan that meets you where you are and brings clarity to your vision for the future. The problem is the sheer number of things you have to pay attention to can feel overwhelming, which makes you feel like you might never achieve your goals. At Salt Marketing, we believe that creating trust and authority shouldn't be an ongoing struggle. My name is Jennifer Oroqua, and as a StoryBrand certified guide, I can help you gain clarity by applying the StoryBrand framework to your growth strategy. Today, I'd love for you to get started with a marketing plan you can feel confident in. Head over to saltmarketing.co and take our 10-minute assessment. You'll get a free customized marketing plan that'll generate more revenue for your business. Visit us at saltmarketing.co to get your plan today. All right, we're back here on the Worth Your Salt podcast. And joining us today on our episode are two more members of the Salt Marketing team. Taylor Perry is our content strategy lead, and Jacob Mowry is Salt's lead brand strategist. We're so glad to have you both here with us. Yeah, I'm super excited to do this with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, totally agree. Uh, Really excited to be here. Awesome. We're excited to have you guys. So we're sharing five growth hacks, which to be honest, aren't hacks. They're just solid strategy and good marketing practice, right? (laughs) So we tell this to every single client when we begin working with them. The first secret to growth in the health and wellness industry is creating valuable content. It is an absolute must. And Taylor, I know that you have a lot of thoughts on content. (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, honestly, every health and wellness practitioner literally has a wealth of knowledge. And just by simply sharing that insight, we can attract and retain new clients. And I know we do get asked quite a bit if it matters what specialty we're looking at. But the answer to that is whether you're a nutritionist, you're a gym owner, yoga instructor, massage therapist, no matter what it is, you have expertise that your clients are looking for. So by creating valuable content like blog posts, videos, podcasts, you can attract new clients and build a relationship with them that helps keep them coming back to you again and again. You create it once, they keep coming. Honestly, that's the beauty of inbound. Yeah, it can, it can definitely be tough, though, to get that knowledge out of your head and into a format that those inbound wellness seekers can consume. And even more difficult if you're doing it like we recommend with a consistent cadence. Yeah, absolutely. So your tip for inbound growth is developing a content calendar. And at SALT, we recommend building out a plan, working four to six weeks ahead of your actual content development, write out that content brief, know what keywords you're targeting, and just be sure that every content piece is adding value to your relationship with your clients. So this way, with your content plan in hand, when you sit down to create, you're not just staring at some blank page wondering what to do. You have a plan. Yes. Planning is absolutely everything. And really, that's where SEO comes in, which is our second growth strategy. SEO just does not happen on its own. It requires a lot of research and planning and tracking like we talked about earlier. So you have to set that time aside and do it right in order to even compete. Everyone understands the keyword research part, but there are a lot of other things that go into it. You've got to make sure your content is organized, your internal linking strategy is on point, analyze your competitors, find keyword gaps, build on what's working, borrow authority from your other pages. It is a lot. So 
it requires planning. It almost sounds overwhelming. So, <laughs> so we've, covered, we've covered two of the five ways that we talked about to bring new customers to your door. The third one is nurturing relationships with brand recognition and excellent communications. So Jake, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how we approach this element of growth marketing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these can be very challenging to pay attention to and we tend to only send an email when we have something to say, um, something like a special offer or an event. But similar to your content strategy, consistency is the absolute key. But that isn't just exclusive to communication. Your branding should also be consistent. So you want your target market to recognize you no matter where they see you. So if someone finds you on Instagram, signs up for emails, and those outlets connect people to your website, they need to always feel like they're in familiar territory. They should know exactly what to expect in both a visual and content-based sense. Yeah, that's really good advice. So that's a bonus tip, creating brand consistency across every platform, because our third growth recommendation is really great communication that nurtures that client relationship and provides real value. Yeah, exactly. Email can be a huge communication asset because you can control who gets it, who sees it, how it appears. they are all things you can't do on someone else's platform. Mm. Emails should be designed consistently each week. And yes, I did say each week <laughs> um, with an instantly recognizable header that's in your brand voice. And similar to our content calendar, we recommend a communications calendar. This will allow you to design what goes into every email, whether that's your latest article, links to social posts, partner highlights, or truly whatever you want to get out into the world. You'll be ready in advance. All you'll need to do is fill in the blanks. Yeah, those are outstanding tools. I do want to talk a little bit about referrals. Like we mentioned in the last segment, we all know that referrals are a great way to grow the business. And you might be incentivizing referrals by providing discounts or something along those lines. But we like to think of referrals as something that should be cultivated from someone's very first interaction with you. Yeah. And remember that referrals aren't just for customers, right? If you're connected to other health and wellness practitioners who obviously don't do the exact same thing as you, you can see if you can refer clients to one another. So for example, if you teach yoga classes, maybe you can refer them to a chiropractor, or if you're a chiropractor, you can refer over to a med spa. Making these kinds of connections can really be a huge thing for a business. Exactly. And if you haven't read, there's a book called Never Lose a Customer Again, which is uh, by an author named Joey Coleman. And he offers up this fantastic eight-part framework for customer service and retention that I would I would highly recommend. And it it really sets up the customer for those referrals from, from day one when they first get to, to know you. So at Salt, we even recommend before someone's a client, setting up that relationship for success by providing those valuable resources and building trust. So that doesn't matter whether that content is eBooks, videos, guides, you're building trust while you're educating that client. Yeah. And then after someone becomes a customer, you do what you do, you do it well, and then you ask for the referral. This is something that trips up a lot of people. So many people get afraid to ask. But I know from a customer perspective that if I'm having a good experience somewhere, I am always happy to let the world know. The problem is, is I just don't think about it in the moment because I have a million other things going on, right? But if someone asked me, I would get right on it. So obviously things like incentives will help. But if you just ask if people are willing to share, you might be surprised by the reaction that you would get. For sure. And after you get that referral, don't forget to thank that person. Um, that can come in a variety of ways, but I am really honestly most fond of a simple handwritten card. You can throw in a $5 gift card if you want, but so few companies take the time to send actual snail mail these days, much less a handwritten note, that this technique really stands out. Um, I wanted to mention, by the way, that you don't actually have to write the cards yourself. There are companies like Postable, Thanks.io, and Cardly. And they actually will send those cards out for you, a handwritten note um, to your, your customer thanking them for that referral. 
Um, so Jake and Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I know we're going to be talking more on future episodes. Your insight is so incredibly valuable. Yeah, of course. I enjoyed being here and I look forward to being on again in the future. Yeah, guys, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on and I am looking forward to more episodes. All right, Jen, I think we're ready to talk about our final growth strategy. And I want to get into how to conduct an audit to really understand what you're doing right and where you can find opportunities for growth. But before we do that, it's time for another quick break. So we will be right back after this. You're listening to the Worth Your Salt podcast, and today we're sharing five growth tips that you can put to work in your health and wellness business. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so be sure to join us over on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram at Salt Marketing Co., and let us know how your growth mindset is shifting. We're back, and so Chrissy, we have some pretty specific ways to conduct that marketing audit that you mentioned to get us to a place where we've got a constant flow of inbound wellness seekers. Let's talk about our approach to a marketing audit. Yeah, so step one of a comprehensive audit is to analyze your competition. It is so crucial to know what your competitors are doing in terms of marketing. So analyze their tactics, their strategies, and messaging to figure out if there's any gaps in the market that you can fill and exploit. Yeah, that's a solid start for sure. And the next thing you want to do is evaluate your target audience to determine if there are any untapped segments you could be targeting. So look at demographic data, online behavior, purchasing habits to identify new opportunities to reach those people. Think about who already has your audience and the ways that you might connect with or partner with them to better serve those customers. Yeah, that's a really helpful tip. And finally, we want to assess your current marketing efforts. Start by analyzing what you're doing to determine what's working and what's not. This might include reviewing your website, your social media channels, any email campaigns, ads, and the metrics that you're going to be looking for when you're doing this are things like engagement rates, conversion rates. Customer feedback, if you have it, is a huge one, can be super valuable. All that information is going to help you get a better grip on what's working and what is not working. And we didn't aim our podcast worth your salt for nothing. We strongly believe that return on investment, ROI, and metrics play a crucial role in a marketing audit. So by analyzing metrics like conversion rates and customer acquisition costs and even customer lifetime value, we can determine the effectiveness of your marketing efforts and use that data to identify areas to improve your ROI and make your marketing efforts more efficient. Yeah. And one other thing we could mention here is it's important to consider the entire customer journey. Sometimes it can be easy to get caught in the weeds, but you want to be thinking about your customer from their initial awareness all the way to a post-purchase follow-up that you might have. Are there any touch points that are missing or that can be improved upon? A lot of times we send ourselves mm -hmm. through our own customer journeys just to check functionality, gaps, branding, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But don't feel like you have to go it alone. Well, that's all we have time for today. Salt Marketing focuses solely on the health and wellness industry, and we can help you take a critical look at what you're doing and help you find opportunities for growth. And of course, everything we're talking about today is also over on our blog at saltmarketing.co. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Worth Your Salt. Don't forget that a new episode drops every Thursday, and you can make sure that you never miss an episode by subscribing at saltmarketing.co forward slash worth your salt. And of course, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line by emailing us, grow at saltmarketing.co. Finally, leave us a review or give the show a handful of stars wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Worth Your Salt. Let's get out there and shake things up. Yeah.